This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Man, you need good morning. Your SEC insider hit today is brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. It's good to be blue, the official health care provider of the Out of Bounds Show, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. Uh, we've got a giveaway today. Um, we're giving away a Golden Moon Casino hotel room and two rounds of golf to Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. How about that? And Blake thought of this with uh, National Punch Day. That's right. Like, you drink punch. I mean, I don't, but they have it at certain things. It's when more you, of a 1969 thing. Galas, right? When you go to a yeah, gala, yeah, yeah, they yeah. have punch or, like, or stuff uh, like that. Or like my kids' functions when yes. they were in elementary school. Pro- silent auctions. Punch and cookies. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That kind of thing, yeah. Um, and so here's how you enter to win a night at the Golden Moon Casino and also two rounds of golf to Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, uh, which I was there last week. So was Blake. Um, you hit us up on the Ag Up Equipment text line, 601-885-3776. And Blake, take it away. Yeah, for the the National Punch Day, we said which fan base is drinking the punch, drinking the Kool-Aid too soon. So Tennessee... Fan bases, they're sold. It's going to be national championship time in Ole Knoxville, Miss. baby. Hey, it's a great one. Are they dominant or are they smoking can, mirrors? Can they make a run? Is Alabama vulnerable enough oh. for Arkansas or someone else to make a run? I interrupted you. No, well, no, you're right on the money. And I think we get to find out this weekend, two fan bases, were they drinking the punch or were they, are they buying into something real? Arkansas, yeah. they got to take on A&M. And Tennessee has to take on Florida. Look, Florida is not a great team. A&M doesn't look like a great team. Both of them can beat the two opponents that they're playing. They can. If you are great... I I give A&M a better... I can't believe I'm saying this. I agree with you. I give A&M a better shot than Florida beating Tennessee because Tennessee has an excellent quarterback. Yes, and A&M's a better... The gap between A&M and Arkansas's roster is bigger than the gap between Tennessee and Florida's roster. Yeah. Also. Yeah. Um, I... So we get to find out, are they drinking the punch? Are they drinking the Kool-Aid, as we like to say? Or is it the real deal? Uh, Ole Miss, we don't get to find out. I guess Kentucky is the only, is the only one in the first six that you really can determine yes. if, if Ole Miss is drinking the punch or not. Yeah. You know? that they will um, not be challenged other than maybe, like you said earlier, maybe Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. Another, I think they beat the brakes off of Auburn. Yeah, oh, I, I think they absolutely could. Another fan base that we, we could bring in here. Michigan. Yeah. Mich- and we had a Michigan. Uh, it was Michigan Steve texted in. He said, I'm all in on the Kool-Aid. Go blue. He said, I'm drinking it. He said, Michigan in the final four. He's got <laughs> Michigan going to the playoff. That's drinking the punch, ladies and gentlemen. But as a fan, you need to. But res- see, but they don't all do that. See, we have some fans that are pessimists. They don't drink the punch. They're not bought in. Well, right? 
like Res Dog hammered me all summer because I didn't come out, I guess, and say that Mississippi State was going to be awesome. Yeah. Okay. And then I I question both MSU and Ole Miss's roster at times. And then I also give them props as we march into yeah. over about four months march into the season. And and, and so uh, you weren't drinking the Kool-Aid that nine and three was on the table. See, we had people on, on never, the text line saying, you, I thought nine and three was on the table. I was drinking the you Kool-Aid. You only had 10 games that you were working with because you play Alabama and Georgia. So were you going to be So perfect? you were going to go nine and one yeah. in the 10 games that were in play. You weren't. Yeah. I think another one that's interesting. I, no, you go ahead. Well, I was just saying that uh, I felt like Mississippi State could be a, a, pretty good to good team seven and five to eight and four at best i think seven and five with the schedule that mike got mm-hmm. would have been damn good eight and four would have been coach of the year yeah they're not going eight and four no now, probably not uh so but Resdog hammered me all the last yeah. four months and then yesterday he goes i'm done yeah i'm out yeah his pool i'm it, not even out i think that knowing mike mike could win the next three games he could yeah Bowling Green, Texas A&M at home, Arkansas at home. If Mike Leach does that, there will be everybody will get back on the train, and there will be a lot of excitement in start. Yeah, everything would still be on the table, so he can still do some good things. Yeah, uh, Res Dogs Punch Cup is uh, empty at this point. Another one that's interesting though that somebody brought up, and I think it's a great one: Are Alabama fans drinking the Kool Aid? Could this be second straight year that they aren't a title contending team? I know they were in the title last game, but that was almost by default. Didn't look like they were on the same level of Georgia by the time they got there. Uh, well, uh, are they, they drinking the- until they lost their receiver in the second quarter? But I see where you're going. So is is Bama vulnerable enough? Yeah. To actually not make the playoff, not win the West. Yeah. Or tie for it and lose in a tiebreaker because they ain't gonna lose much. Okay, so to to win the West, basically you're gonna have to hope that Bama stumbles once to you, and then you to you. And so Arkansas you, has to yeah. win next weekend, yeah, in Fayetteville, and then Arkansas has to stay clean. Well, I'm sorry, they can lose a game, and. They would win the tiebreaker mm-hmm. over the Alabama Crimson Tide. And as Dave Bartu has said, their coordinators are bad. Alabama's. They're not good coordinators. Right. We look, we talked to Ryan Fowler. We've talked to Tom Luganbill. We saw what they looked like against Texas. That did not look like an Alabama team that was going to waltz through the SEC and into the playoff. So maybe Alabama fans are drinking the Kool Aid. Maybe they're bought into a level that is I, not realistic. Their offensive line looked like dog poo-poo against Texas. They're then s- I didn't see the playmakers that I thought I would see on defense, especially once, first of all, Quinn Ewers is a young QB. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of PT on, on uh, under his belt. When they knocked him out on the four-yard line, they had the backup come in, and Texas still was able to, I mean, you could argue Texas didn't take advantage of the red zone opportunities. And that, Not argue they didn't. Period. And that's why they didn't win the game. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Now, was that just a, a day that Alabama didn't show? We're, we're not going to learn anything. Last weekend, they played La Road. This weekend, they played Vanderbilt, which is unacceptable. This kind of scheduling is ridiculous. They played Utah State, La Monroe, and Vanderbilt. They hadn't played anybody. I'm not convinced Texas is any good. And if Texas goes on the road this weekend to Lubbock and Texas Tech and loses, then what are we going to do? Yeah. Yeah, so that's interesting. Are, are Bama fans drinking the Kool-Aid? I think 100% Michigan fans are. Yeah. You win 30 plus, by 30-plus points to your first three non-cons. They're, they're set up for failure. Uh, I love this question. I also like what we were talking about earlier with the coaches being fired, with Herm Edwards being fired kind of in the end zone, so to speak. Isn't that the case? Like That's like when you get home from school with a bad report card and your parents meet you and they say, go to your room. We, we need to talk to you in a second. Like, they sent Herm Edwards to his room, right? They, Herm knew he was getting a spanking when he met them at the end zone. He knew the spanking was coming. He knew punishment was coming. They just didn't quite do it out in public. It's just that your parents found out you had a bad report card. They said, get to the house. We're going to talk about it there. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, other big firings. We talked about Hugh Freeze. I, one that we hadn't brought Petrino. up. Petrino? That the motorcycle wreck. I mean, is that not one of the most iconic images? Petrino in front of the Arkansas press booth, press conference booth with a neck brace on. <laughs> and we could never figure out if it was the girlfriend's boyfriend who beat him up or he actually had a some kind of motorcycle accident. Incredible. Or or if it if they did, I never heard if they confirmed it. No, I yeah, I think all that was very kept hush hush. Yeah. The Petrino one is fantastic though. I mean that that goes right up there. With tarmacked by you know Lane Kiffin getting tarmacked on uh, I tell you, in USC in the state of Mississippi that was bizarre. Oh, you were young. Um, oh, David Cutcliffe <gasps> for a week. That's right. It was the weirdest thing. So cut after the 2004 season, they go four and seven. That was back when we were playing eleven games. And cut, there's this back and forth with Cutcliffe and Pete Boone. And they're waiting for Robert Kayat to get back in town. And he was in, like, Pascagoula. I mean, it takes a plane 30 minutes to get from Pascagoula. It was the most bizarre. It was like we were in 1978. And I was on the air, and this thing just continued to unfold. And there was this whole thing that Pete Boone wanted a PowerPoint presentation or something (laughs) on how recruiting was going to get better. And it lasted for about four days, and eventually they all got together. Uh, uh, David Cutcliffe, Pete Boone, Robert Kaya, uh, and they let him go. And it was the most, it, it had it happened today with Twitter, sports talk radio, YouTube, everything that's going on, it would have been pandemonium. Well, every 24 hours now feels like a month. Yes. So four or five days would have been an, an eternity. Yes. An eternity, uh, no doubt. Almost what Miami did to Mario uh, to Manny Diaz with the Mario Cristobal stuff this yeah. offseason. season. They I just not, let him <laughs> hold on. Yeah, they're like, you can recruit, but also don't really tell anyone that now, you'll be here. Mac <laughs> Brown did the same thing after his last game at Texas. He hit the road recruiting. He obviously did not want to get fired, and there was a lot of him hauling around in Austin, Texas, between boost. You know, the board of trustees and the boosters. Have, 
Yeah, they try to screw up everything out there. But yet they're they're so good academically, it's ridiculous. Um, I mean, they can just draw who they want as far as students. And they finally summoned him back. I think he was down in Miami or something. Incredible. Uh, we need you to get on the plane and come back so we can fire you. And the rest is Amazing. History. Yeah. Uh, amazing. Yeah. Uh, Bo Schimbeckler. Oh. All right. Yeah. So Gary Moeller uh, took Bo Schimbeckler's place. Schimbeckler was the AD and had a house in Florida. Um, this was like 1992-ish, three-ish. And Moeller got into it at a restaurant in Ann Arbor and piped off at an alum and maybe even grabbed his arm. Ooh, can't do that. Kind of like Bobby Knight got, you know, a little... Little physical or a lot physical, and, and, and Shem Beckler was trying to get in touch with Gary Moeller about not do not resign, but back then it what it was only landlines, and and Shem Beckler was vacationing down at his home in Florida. I don't, I don't know where, but let's just say South Florida, and he could not get to Moeller in time to tell him not to resign, and Moeller resigned. And Lloyd Carr took over, mm. and the rest is history. Lloyd Incredible. Carr won the national championship in 1997. What about the firings that didn't happen? Mike Shashevsky, oh. year three. Oh, uh, Dabo Sweeney. Dabo Sweeney losing to South Carolina five times in a row. Clemson does not do that. Terry Don Phillips decided to hang in there with Dabo. The rest is history. He'll go down as one of the greatest coaches in the history of college football. Yeah. Four nas- if he never does it again. Four national championship appearances, two titles at Clemson. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's right up there with taking like a Arkansas, I guess, and doing that. That'd be the same. I mean, that's about that's pretty crazy. Yeah. To to do what they did at Clemson. Yeah. Uh a, a guy in our state who did get fired in a wild way, but obviously it didn't really phase him, Mike Leach. Yeah, the Texas Tech thing at Mike Leach was a national, like news, like not just ESPN Sports Center. It was on Fox, yeah, CNN. Like it was a national story with what happened with him and Texas Tech. It was, and to this day, he still claims they owe him money. They do. <laughs> if you read the book, you know they just they own the courts over there. There's I mean, there's some good text on the Ag Up Equipment text line. Sean says his Kool-Aid says nine and three still on the table for Mississippi State. <laughs> that, they, I they, only have, they only have nine games left. Let me get whatever they, he's drinking. Yeah, they, they have two wins. Two, two of the nine left on the table are Georgia and Bama. So you got to go seven and oh. You have seven. <laughs> seven and oh for nine and three, baby. We got this, dude. Oh, I love it. It's in there like swimwear. Oh, the Out of Bounds show is brought to you by Stark Vegas, Mississippi, and everything going on there including Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Uh, I plan on hammering some wings at Two Brothers this weekend. Uh, that place will be popping and hopping, mm-hmm. starting on thir- well, even before that with students this week. But on Thursday afternoon, as more and more alums come in and drive into town, uh, street tacos, um, they've got a sneaky good burger, too, by the way. Um, sometimes Barton and Sims will put together a special depending on what's going on. Um, their wings are amazing. Their street tacos are fantastic. Their burger's great. They've got, you know, wonderful drinks, including a Tito's Vodka Bloody Mary. Um, all at Two Brothers 
own university. I think Blake's been there once or twice. Only a couple times. Oh, yeah. Blake and I hung out with John Daly there. Um, I watched him smoke an entire cigarette in one puff. <laughs> this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. You ever seen like a Hoover vacuum just take a pile of dust in one? Yeah. That was John Daly on a cigarette. Isn't that awesome? It was amazing. Uh, John Daly. We, we interviewed him for 20 minutes at Mossy Oak Golf Club. Well, I'm not going to lie, I'm drunk. <laughs> it's his appearance at Arkansas's SEC Nation hey, this year. Is he going to be the guest picker for uh, the Hogs next weekend when they host game day if they win against A&M and they host the Alabama Crimson Tide? You know, SEC Nation went with him. I think SEC Nation can do that because they're not quite... You know, game day ha- has always aired on the sign, side of conservatism in terms uh, of yeah, yeah, yeah. they don't go after quite too crazy a character. Like, they didn't know Papelbon was going to be hammered and go up there well, with a the cigar. Well, he also was, like, their 18th choice. Like, they went after a few other people before that. Fair enough. So, I think I think that Daly is one of those guys you always wonder. Now, but, look, they went to McAfee, and McAfee had to prove himself. Now, to be fair, but did McAfee you hear had the backstory? I did not realize it. Did you hear the backstory on it? Share that with our listeners. All right, out of bounds. ESPN one hundred five nine. The zone brought to you by the amazing wings at Two Brothers in Stark Vegas, Mississippi. While you're up there this weekend, go to where Maroon and Co. Right behind Chick Fil A, Maroon and Co. And uh, promo code. Uh, well, I got to remember the promo code. I think it's Bow Bounds fifteen. And fifteen percent off uh, when you get that when you get that really really cool golf shirt or that hat that you're looking for. Maroon and Co. in Stark Vegas, Mississippi has the best Hell State Hell State gear. You can also go to maroonandco.com. Okay, the backstory on Pat McAfee joining Game Day is that McAfee and Herb Street are big buddies. I didn't know that, and Herb Street's son worked for the Pat McAfee show. Oh. All right. He did some kind of internship or whatnot. Herb Street has been lobbying ESPN to bring McAfee on for a while. As much as we eye roll some of Herb Street's nonsense, and Herb Street doesn't like Mike Leach because he's friends with Craig the Pony James, which is the story that Blake was just talking about what went down at Texas Tech with Craig James's son, the walk-on wide receiver, who was not mistreated whatsoever. Um, and that eventually came out. But Herb Street and McAfee are boys. Herb Street lobbied for him because Herb Street realized that the show needed to be rebooted and needed some flair and some energy, kind of like the Mississippi State football team. And it needs an edge, yep, just like the Mississippi State football team. And I think it's going to be interesting to see going forward if the MSU football team does play with an edge. Um, depending on, you know, I, you, you can't probably do it every weekend, uh, but you need to do it several times from here on out. Uh, Ole Miss has been playing with an edge under Lane Kiffin. And, uh, you know, Blake's got an incredible stat um, that he wants to drop on yeah, us. We're going to expand on it more tomorrow. And we still have five minutes, but go ahead and and tell our listeners what you stumbled upon as far. And this may be quietly what drives the train for Ole Miss uh, as Jackson Dart grows up and and gets better and better, but he's not where he's going to be six weeks from now or a year from now. 
Uh, and that old, we just forget the Ole Miss defense carried Ole Miss to the Sugar Bowl. Now, Matt Corral did too, but they kind of fell apart on offense. It had to be, Matt had to create all kinds of, of different things. Um, Blake, go ahead and give me why, where Ole Miss is ranked number 11. Yeah, so we talked about this all the time with Mississippi State, how it feels like they weren't getting to the pass, to the passer, weren't getting to the quarterback, but we never really defined it this way. Uh, according to some data, you know, plays and things like that, this is a ranking of the most disruptive defenses through the through week three, right? So through okay. three games. It measures negative plays such as tackles for loss, sacks, negative passing plays, but it also factors in the type of offense you face off against, right? Mm-hmm. Pace of play, mm-hmm. how many plays are you on the field, things like that. And so the idea is that you boil all this down to which defenses are the most disruptive, i.e. what you and I have said for three plus weeks. Can you get the offense off rhythm? Mm-hmm. Can you get them off time? According to uh, this data, the number one most disruptive defense is Ohio State. That's a great jump. There's some other names on here. Two names that I saw in the top 12 that scared the you-know-what out of me if I'm an SEC West fan. Arkansas, number nine. Ole Miss, number 11. Woo! In most disruptive defense through week three. Mississippi State will play both. Where's Mississippi State ranked? I've got to get the full ranking, so I don't have a comprehensive list. I've only got the 12 right here. But you know Um, they're not in the top. They're not in the top 12. I know these two names are in the bottom 66, so this ranks the top 66 Power 5 teams, right? That's every Power 5 program in the country. Number 62, Florida. Number 65, South Carolina. Florida is, with all those athletes, Florida is 62nd. In disruptive plays. That may not bode well for them this weekend against Hendon Hooker, who is just getting better and better, and Josh Heupel, who is a hell of an offensive coordinator for Tennessee. I mean, he's their head coach, but he's also running their offense. Don't forget, Josh Heupel was Mike Leach's first quarterback at the University of Oklahoma that got the Oklahoma Sooners kicked off into this razzle-dazzle spread air raid offense that they started doing in 1999. Mike Leach, who was his first signee? Josh Heupel. Who was his first visitor? Josh Heupel. In the book, Swing Your Sword, Mike Leach talks about having Josh Heupel in over the Christmas holidays right when he got hired. You know who Josh Heupel was committed to? The big-time powerhouse Utah State. The rest is history. Heupel has an amazing career in the air raid. Leach parlays it into the job at Texas Tech. Josh Heupel is the head football coach for your Tennessee volunteers who are hosting game day and Florida this weekend, and they have a hell of a quarterback in Hinn and Hooker. And if he gets better and stays healthy, I wonder if I wonder if Tennessee has a chance to beat Alabama this year. Stop. They have stockpiled some Stop. good players, Blake. They have. They hit the portal. They've recruited well. Do they need more? Yes. But my question is, when Alabama has to go to Knoxville, they will be coming off of going to Fayetteville, playing A&M at home, in which that'll be, that week will be all about the Jimbo Saban rift and breakup and blah, blah, blah. And then they have to turn right around and go to Rocky Top and play what may be their most talented quarterback they play all year. Hot take. In Hendon Hooker. Tennessee over Bama this early in the season? They hadn't beat them since, well, before oh, we had iPhones, six, oh, Twitter. Seven? Yeah. 
all that. Yikes. Hey, thank you for going to Apple Podcast and searching the Out of Bounds show with Bo Bounds. Apple Podcast, Spotify, search Out of Bounds with Bo Bounds. The show is brought to you by Pepperoni Day, and you know where to go to find the uh, awesome selection of Boar's Head premium meats and cheeses and hummus, and that is Corner Market Grocery Stores in the state of Mississippi. Make you a game day pizza. Go ahead and start now, tonight, and that way when you do it again on Saturday, you're ready to go. And you can add uh, Boar's Head pepperoni and Boar's Head cheeses and their assortment of meats. You can find them at Corner Market Grocery Stores in the great state of Mississippi. Thanks for listening. Hope you have a wonderful Tuesday. And we'll be back tomorrow. Don't forget, we're live from the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook on Thursday.